0: Hi everyone, it's Maggie again.
1: Okay, do it again, but um, one note up.
0: Hi everyone, it's Maggie again. And one more. Hi everyone, it's Maggie again. Okay, we've
1: done our vocal warm-up.
0: Hi everyone, it's Maggie again. Ooh, that one was oh. better. It did feel fuller. Yeah. I'm here, uh, you know, like, like all content warnings, this one starts with a joke. Um, and I'm here to do just that, warn you about content. <laughs> Um, in this episode, we're discussing a chapter of Eclipse, wherein the character Rosalie details uh, a past sexual assault that she experienced, uh, so we do talk about that in this episode. If you want to skip the entire episode, that's totally fine. If you would rather, we're, we give a warning right before we start talking about it, and you can skip ahead um, to when we stop talking about it, which we talk. About two.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's obvious.
0: Uh, Nice. Thank you for subscribing to Edward Premium for this ad-free experience. Sponsored by The Incredibles. (laughs) And we're incredibly glad you're here. He pulled my face back to his and my lips shaped themselves around his. Slowly this time, he rolled till he hovered over me. He held himself carefully so that I felt none of his weight but I could feel the cool marble of his body press against mine. My heart was hammering so loudly it was hard to hear his quiet laughter.
1: That's debatable, he disagreed. This would be difficult on a couch.
0: Cold as ice, his tongue lightly traced the shape of my lips. My head was spinning. The air was coming too fast and shallow. Did you change your mind? I asked breathlessly. Maybe he'd rethought all his careful rules. Maybe there was more significance to this bed than I'd originally guessed. My heart pounded almost painfully as I waited for his answer. Edward sighed, rolling back so that we were on our sides again.
1: Don't be ridiculous, Bella,
0: he said, disapproval strong in his voice. Clearly, he understood what I meant.
1: I was just trying to illustrate the benefits of a bed you don't seem to like. Don't get carried away.
0: Too late, I muttered. And I like the bed, I added. I'm not going to sing a song this time. Fine. It won't make you. I choose to break pattern.
1: Okay. Break this pattern. Okay. One, two, seven. Oh, she did it.
0: Did you ever feel when you were a kid, were you, were you as precocious and terrible as I did, that when you were learning patterns in school and it would be like, three, three, five, three, three, five, three, three, and they would be like, what's the next number? And I knew the answer was supposed to be five, but I would be like, but what if it's just a longer pattern? It could be six. And then the pattern could be Three three five, three, three, five,
1: three, six, three, three, five, three, 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 six. <laughs> oh, an even longer pattern. You even faked me <laughs> <Yep>. out <laughs> knowing the conceit of this bit.
0: <laughs> anyway i felt that way every time we had to do pattern workshop worksheets and my <laughs>
1: oh, oh I, pattern remember, workshop. I remember being seven years old and oh my god when it was pattern workshop day you all boy, had to come in
0: with your pattern. i brought my
1: stripy shirt and my and people would pants. be like
0: honestly the stripes a little thin
1: and i'd be like well <laughs> i forgot this was fashion police day um you think when
0: i say a cab i'm mostly talking about fashion police. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mostly fashion police.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like fashion police, um mall cops. Mall cops, uh
1: internet moderators. Internet on
0: moderators on forums, uh paw patrol mm-hmm. and then like you know the few bad egg police officers. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly when i say ACAP, i don't mean park rangers
1: park rangers i will let a park ranger yell at me to get away from that buffalo any day and i will thank them for protecting me and my family okay
0: i was gonna say all rangers are best but then that that uh, acronym is just arab So it doesn't work as well.
1: It doesn't really quite work the same way. No, You being precocious about patterns reminds me of a time that I was precocious with a substitute teacher in like fourth grade. Oh, substituted me. We were learning about um, the uh, spelling and the the E at the end of words that makes vowel sounds long and the E is silent. And we were learning
0: about this. Tame. Came. Yeah. Frame.
1: Blame. Uh, That's it. And, um, we were learning about this and it was like fourth or fifth grade. And I was like, surely we all know this. We all learned, We've how all to, read books. we all learned how to read and spell by this point. And I was really pissy about it. I was like, this is baby stuff. I don't remember the fallout of that. I just have a visceral memory of me telling this teacher straight up. You're teaching us baby stuff. <laughs> we all know this. Am I right, fellas?
0: When we moved to Texas, my brother went to, a uh, A public school for one day. (laughs) Uh, It was after Montessori school. We went to Montessori school. This combined with um, the lore of our housekeeper, Janine, is going to make me seem like a very different kind of person. But um, after Montessori school, my brother went to public school for one day and he came back and he said, today we learned the number seven. (laughs) And my parents said, okay.
1: Oh no. So we went to private school for that. Um years. Edward and Jacob should go to Monster Scary Scary. Monster Scary School.
0: I don't know if you School that for off. Monsters. I honestly, I don't want to say that you didn't, but I'm not sure you. It's did.
1: schools for monsters where they can dictate their own curriculum.
0: You're thinking about the school from Wizards of Waverly Place. Anyway, since this is the episode we're talking about Wizards of Waverly Place, I'm Maggie and I'm team Bella and Rosalie.
1: Um I'm Chris. I'm still Team Charlisle. Also, welcome to the podcast. It's called Edward the Vampire. And today's it's a episode,
0: podcast. today's episode, we are talking about Wizards of Waverly Place. So I brought in, uh, coming in through the door right now, is um, a a expert. She graduated Summa Cum from Wizards of Waverly Place College.
1: Summa Cum laude.
0: Yeah, from Wizards of Waverly Place College in the Bronx. Um, and she's our dear friend, Amy Gorson. Thank you for coming. Hi, Amy. Oh,
2: man. Thank you guys so much for having me. I was walking by your apartment in the hallway when I heard you talking about Wizards of Waverly Place, (laughs) and I thought, I have a prestigious degree from that university, and so I kicked on the door, and now here I am.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to get that door fixed.
0: (laughs) What's it like to be, uh, the only doctor of Waverly Place?
2: Well, it's tough because contrary to popular belief, I don't know as much about Wizards of Waverly Place as one might think, having <laughs> a doctorate in it. Um, Tell us
0: some things the about fact it. That
2: I can't answer any of your questions about Wizards of Waverly Place to, to, like, to make you think differently of the school because it is a very prestigious university and they, they taught me exactly what I need to know about it.
0: Okay, how much do you know about the 10-minute sale?
2: The 10-minute sale?
0: Famous episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. Ooh, Could you just uh, summarize that episode for us?
2: <laughs> of course, yeah. So Selena Gomez, who's famously in this show, and that's <laughs> one of the main things they do teach you at this university, yeah. is that Selena Gomez...
1: <laughs> Wait, so there's a whole Selena university, Gomez. but you're the only one to have graduated?
2: Who said she's
0: yeah. the only one?
1: She said. She said she's the only one with the doctor. The only doctor? All oh, right.
2: Yeah, you can get a bachelor's degree like a piece of cake. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place University, but to get a doctorate, you go deep. But this is one of the main things they teach you there: is that Selena Gomez was in it. The ten minute sale one. I would assume, based on <laughs> my my vast knowledge, uh, is is a, about when Selena Gomez goes to a mall and there's a ten minute sale.
1: Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> Amy, I'm, I'm not going to embarrass you and say that your nickname in college was Zuma comes loudly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you didn't say that then. <laughs> I will
1: not bring it up
0: again. Or even one time. Um, Amy, I won't embarrass you by saying once I broke my ankle bringing you tampons.
2: You can say that. I'm pretty proud of that
0: fact. It was
1: um, a tragic day where we went to the ER, and they were expecting (laughs) us to be rowdy, drunk college kids who broke an ankle on a party weekend. It
0: was the biggest, the hashtag greatest college weekend. And um, the first night of the weekend, I violently fell, bringing Amy to tampons. I was trapped under Chris's car. He thought I was doing a bit. He never came to rescue me. She was very
1: me. quietly in pain. I think she was just... I, I was
0: it, whacking the side of the car. I couldn't get up from the ground.
1: It's like... It's like she says she broke her ankle, but I think she broke her throat. She made not a sound.
0: Again, I'm going to say was whacking. I took my shoe off and whacked the side of his I don't, car. I don't
1: want to blame you, but I feel like if I tripped and smashed my anchor on, I would say, ow.
0: You had music on in your car. Not to be a whole, you were Alice last episode, but you were you had music on in your car so loud. Um,
1: uh, I don't think we all went to uh, Big Ten school, and I don't think we ever had a cur- You can say
0: the name. I don't I mean, think they're going to sue us.
1: No, I think they will. Oh, okay. Um,
0: Well, once Amy and I went to the the big IU media office to try and get permission to film our wimpy web series on campus, we were like, we don't want to break the rules. We want permission. And they were like, no.
1: (laughs) Weirdly, they said no to students just filming.
0: First, they read our entire script. And they were like, okay. (laughs) And we were like, so can we shoot this? It's us and our video camera
1: it's nothing
0: and they were like no, no you'll need insurance Did do it anyway yeah we did Because yeah. they were like you'll need insurance and we were like
2: i don't think we will i
1: don't insurance. think you understand no. we're not we discovery channels and
2: we simply won't have that i also remember when we were so um uh to, to pull back the curtain maggie and chris and i all did a web series in college together and we did this was very exciting at the time but like the the campus television station picked up our web series it still
0: and like, plays yeah and like, oh like showed. a what like a ghost every once in a while a friend who was still in college as of last year would text me just saw you in right food
2: court yeah. playing
1: oh you. that's i feel like someone pants me in a mall <laughs> What? Right.
2: It is it is something that like at the time I was like, this is huge and something I will never be embarrassed about. And now <laughs> oh. like, wow, I really wish we owned the rights to these
0: the show, yeah, we did, we did. I remember Ourself. thinking this is a big deal. I can't wait to be so famous. We have to be
1: embarrassed about this. That's how I feel about this podcast. <laughs> oh man.
2: My fame has nothing to do with how embarrassed I am about that. Yeah. I'm still a little bit like, ooh, I wish
1: someone <laughs> My would embarrassment help. mostly comes from not understanding how to read a single line from that script like a human My being.
0: Embarrass- mo- embarrassment mostly comes from uh, deciding that the days we filmed <laughs> were the days I should not shower and wear insane neon <laughs> patterned clothing and hats. Various types Maggie of
2: hats. Never dressed horribly in every episode of the web series that we wrote and shot for ourselves.
0: I don't know why we didn't think, let's ask one person to just pick our clothes for us. <laughs> um
1: speaking of embarrassing yeah. things. Remember Jamie, that
0: the episode that is sorry, uh, I did interrupt you. Fully, remember remember fully interrupted <laughs> me? I just want for I want the the listeners, the readers at home to know that the episode that is will be infinitely playing in our college as students Ah, uh, pack in and die of coronavirus this year is ah uh, one where we are standing making jokes on someone's grave. <laughs> no, that that episode. Yep, that one. Uh,
2: that one does feature uh, Morgan Burris, prominent friend of the pod, friend, friend of the, of the pod. pod,
0: and she would yep. not like us gesturing to her role in that web series. <laughs> <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> Although
2: she was so good in it, that episode should be erased. That episode should be scrubbed from the internet. But yeah, Morgan Burris is so good in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's, sh- it's mostly her telling us to shut up, and us going, "You are so young."
1: <laughs> 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 For about fifteen <laughs> minutes. Um. I was going to say, uh, speaking of embarrassing things, Amy, um, we're reading Twilight in the year 2020. And don't forget, we decided to re- write this, read this, and start the podcast before Midnight Sun came out. So don't think that we're some bandwagon hopping podcast. No, it's cowboys. way more embarrassing than we're, that. We're idiots. So yeah. when was your most idiotic moment, also known as when did you first read and get into Twilight?
2: Oh, great question. Um, I got into Twilight in eighth grade, which would have been in 2008, I think. 2008, 2000, 2007, 2008 was like the first time I picked up Twilight. I think it was because of my friend Cassidy in middle school. Shout out to Cassidy if you're listening. Hey, Cass.
1: Cass. <laughs>
2: um, but she I, sounds like a I
1: cowgirl. Was, I
0: Can I call her Mama
1: Cass? <laughs>
2: Um, I did sort of hop on, I think Eclipse was already out, so I did, I think I went to the, um, Breaking Dawn release party at a Borders. Me too, man. Um, but I wouldn't say that I was, like, uh, I wouldn't say that I was, like, a hardline Twilight fan, I think I was, like, sort of a bandwagon, like, this is fun, and some of my friends are into it.
0: Mm. Did um, you have a shirt? Yeah.
2: But this was, I think, one of the, I, I read, um, You
0: did have a shirt? What? I said, did you have a shirt? And you said, yeah. No,
2: I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't. I misheard you. No, I never had a shirt. Look, we hold our
1: guests' feet to the fire on this podcast. Truth only. (laughs) I am Mark Maron. This is my host, Marcelle Marone. Oui, oui. (laughs) Fon, fon,
0: fon. Marcel Maron. Sorry,
1: Marcel Macron.
0: Marshall Macaroni Grill. Let me write my name upside down on your table. <laughs> M as in Arshon. <laughs> A as in Erchant, Stop Office. R in, as in shame.
1: Amy, continue your story.
0: C as in Sean. Save me. H as in home. O as in O. N N as in own. <laughs> <laughs> That is how you spell Marchand. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry to all of our French listeners. <laughs> I just escorted Marchand out. I'm Maggie. I'm back.
1: Yeah, Marchand. I'm gonna have to. He peed, he on, peed, our peed on our carpet. Our carpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know how the French do it.
0: Yeah. Are we ready to dive into the book, or do you have more questions for our friend? Uh,
1: well, well, I guess we're gonna have to ask questions if we go on, or else. Well, if we don't take a break, we're Simply never going to talk about this wacko chapters that we read of this book. Sound good?
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: Wow, oh, she wow. loves it. Icona pop, who? Welcome to Sparkle Notes. Hi, it's dreamy in here.
0: That's all the sparkles wow. from the break. You were throwing glitter around.
1: <laughs> that was me. Yeah. You're right. You're right.
0: Um, Amy. Uh, this is the part of the podcast. Have, Amy, have you ever listened to a podcast?
2: Have I ever listened to a podcast? Before? Yeah, Wizards of Way Really Place University podcasts is like one of the classes that we take. So
0: perfect. So, um, this is the part of our podcast where we talk about what happened in the book, mm-hmm. and we call know. it Sparkle Notes because they sparkle. Yes.
2: I've I've actually listened to this podcast before so I would um I'm I'm on board. I'm all all on board with Sparkle Notes.
0: Sick. We're just preparing for like the the many hordes of people that your existence on this pod is going to bring our
1: way.
2: Mm, yes, my fans. Your fans.
0: Uh, the wizards of Waverly
1: I'm Place. I'm scared fans. of them in the same way I'm scared of K-pop fans. Who knows what they're going to do to our podcast. Yeah,
2: you
0: you're, you have all those, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place crack Followers, mm-hmm.
2: yes. Famously, Wizards of Waverly Place followers do not follow Wizards of Waverly Place, but they do follow the only PhD yeah. of Wizards of Waverly Place University. Even though I'm very inactive online,
0: yeah, yeah, it's so,
2: very challenging for me personally.
0: But yeah, I continue. I'm yeah, married. so in in we're starting on chapter seven. In chapter seven, Rosalie comes in to where Bella is sleeping in Edward's room and asks to to talk to her about her past.
1: Yeah, uh, basically she's telling uh, Bella if I could go back again, I don't want to be a vampire. You should spend more time thinking about staying a human because I was turned into a vampire after my fiance and his friends attacked me and Carlisle forced me to be a vampire and I had no say in it. So like
0: basically she expressed a lot of trauma and regret about not being able to like grow old and have grandkids. Um, In the next chapter, Amy, what happens?
2: I believe that, well, I think that this might be at the end of chapter seven, but Bella goes to school and has a conversation with Mike wherein she gets like, she has like a jailbreak sponsored by Jacob where Jacob drives up on a motorcycle and is like, Bella, get on now. And Bella runs up to the motorcycle and they uh, play hooky from school and run away from Alice, who is Bella's prison guard <laughs> while Edward is gone.
0: Um, then in La Push, they talk a lot about how Quill has imprinted on two-year-old Claire. And also they talk about how Jacob is in love with Bella and Bella is going to become a vampire in a few weeks.
1: And Jacob's like, "Uh, that makes me mad. And then he says mean things and Bella's like, I guess bye forever because you said you wish I was dead.
0: So then Bella goes back to the Collins house and she saw Grumpy. So she goes to bed. Edward arrives. <clears throat> Sorry, I got too horny like Bella. Edward arrives and they just get like as close to having sex as you can without having sex.
1: It was interrupted by a discussion about furniture.
0: Yeah, I assume that like uh there was heavy grinding going on, but Edward's already has a marble penis, so he didn't have to get hard or anything.
1: He always anyway. is hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then what happens, Amy?
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is so hard to follow up when you talk about Edward's marble penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I believe after that, and maybe I'm jumping ahead too much, but I think that at some point right after that, Bella goes, oh, uh, Bella recounts to Edward basically the entirety of her um, conversation with Jacob. Edward gets very mad. And then I believe Bella goes home and starts and has a conversation with Charlie where Charlie talks about how Jacob called uh, and is very apologetic.
0: Yeah, basically, Edward's like, "Okay, I trust you to go with your friend. And she's like, I hate my friend now. And then Charlie's like, you love your friend. And she's like, why are all my clothes missing? Mm. Someone stole all of Bella's clothes. Except her long khaki skirt, I assume. I, I because only assume. who would want it?
1: So someone is after Bella. They left Charlie, so they're up to something. They go to the Collins house. They don't know who it is. Then Jacob calls, and they have a plan to keep Bella and Charlie safe from this new mystery vampire. So,
0: a quick recap of where we stand with everyone. Bella and Jacob are friends again. Jacob and Edward are now begrudging allies.
1: Against Mystery Threat.
0: Charlie still hates Edward, still loves Jacob. Rosalie and Bella still lovers in the night. We'll be back. Bye. We're back. We're back and we're going to talk about the Rosalie chapter. So you heard our content warning at the beginning, but if you would like to not hear this, just zoom forward 10 minutes.
1: We'll set a timer.
0: So in 10 minutes, we will stop talking about this, even if we really have something important to say. <laughs> and start.
1: So in this chapter, um, Rosalie tells Bella, she's like, you need to spend more time thinking about if you want to be a human or not, because I never got that choice. The She became a vampire because she was left for dead, we learn, after her fiancé and his friends, we assume, rape her. Yes. Be- I mean, she doesn't say, it, but like.
0: Her yeah. clothes are ripped off. Her hair's pulled out. She screams. They liked her screams. It was like when men followed Bella around. These clues tell us she
1: right. was raped. Right. Um, it's the. D- for a book full of, um, you know, vampires who murder, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, it's like the darkest moment this book has I had. Th- I
0: think probably the whole by f- series. F- f-
1: f- by far. Yeah. Which came out of really left field for me.
0: Yeah, because it was in the middle of Mad Bella, and then at the end, we're back to we're all friends. It was odd. It, it was, was an odd placement. The
1: tone was odd, but
2: we I learn a lot. Like, yeah, it it was. So if you if you've read the book, you understand. Like she's using, she's like talking about her backstory as a way to sort of like explain to Bella. Like I wish that you had like I wish that you would take a little bit more time to think about whether or not you want to become a vampire before doing it because this was the this was the circumstance that led up to me becoming a vampire but it was interesting because I felt like her backstory in in her like the attack that happened against her had relatively little to do with her becoming a vampire obviously like that's an important part leading into it
1: but yeah, yeah,
0: I, yeah it up. didn't. It doesn't seem to color her current life as a vampire very much, mm-hmm. in a way that like, it seems like the real trauma was being robbed of having a normal life. Yeah. But, I would say the cultural read of becoming a vampire against your choice would do that anyway. So yeah. the the question is why put this character through the extra literal trauma of being raped when she's already going through the trauma of having. Her human life taken away, and like, why is that supposed to be a good thing? There's a lot of weird questions.
1: Yeah, my big my big question is why did we have to write this? Why did we have to put this character through this? <laughs> so questionable
2: really interesting um because like I feel I so I I obviously I've read Twilight I've read New Moon I feel like a lot but not recently and you guys have so um if I'm wrong let me know but I feel like a lot of what we know about Rosalie is just that she's very beautiful and she's very mean um and I think like her beauty is something that you come in sort of knowing about her and I, I think like it was really interesting in these chapters because Bella, even when she's sitting down on the bed to talk to Bella, is just like, Rosalie lowered her beautiful museum body onto the bed. <laughs> she also, came
0: back. later in the chapter, Rosalie is like, I was sort of jealous of you. And Bella's like, I mean, I don't have to say it, Rosalie. You're the most glorious creature on the goddamn planet.
1: Oh, yeah. Bella is, all. Be- Rosalie's number one thing is I'm super pretty. She even says like... When I was twelve, older men looked at me and i I liked it. I was so pretty, and I was like, "Okay, Rosalie, you pumped a break.
2: <laughs> but it was really interesting because like the I guess like the reason that I felt like she was the something that I found was very sad, I guess was like if you and I did get this sense from like the way that she talked about being attacked by these men is like this wouldn't have happened to me if I was less attractive than I am." And so it was really sad to me to be like, oh, no, like people like I guess Bella considers becoming a vampire to be like, wow, you're very beautiful. And you get like this skill or like this, like this um supernatural skill on top of being a vampire that like accelerates what you already have. And I guess like if you're someone like Rosalie who and you attribute the fact that you were attacked as a human to being very beautiful, then being like forced to be more beautiful after you turned like that's like I kind of get that like I kind of get why she would sit down with Bella and be like this took a part of me that I am very like I really really put a lot of like stock into when I was human and now after I feel like it really um caused me a lot of stress Uh, or caused me a lot of trauma and now I'm like forced to that's the only thing people see when they look at me I don't know I'm kind of I'm kind of like no I like no
1: I get that I also thought it was (laughs) I thought it was very sad that she um it was like all I had in life was my beauty and now that's all I'm left with it's almost as if she's tried to like put her life on some sort of uh uh arc some sort of moral story that she's told herself which is like oh if I weren't so pretty I would be homely and have a normal life and children die. Like her and weird die, cousin. Which is like so sad. <laughs> it's like...
0: Let's um, break this down into three little chunks, if I might, which right. is uh, pre-vampire, turning into a vampire, and post-vampire are the three things we learn about Rosalie. So pre-vampire, she was pretty, and then she had this horrible traumatic experience and she's basically left on the street for dead yeah and then what i think is the most pr- probably interesting part of this chapter which is carlisle who she knew and we learned that edward was pretending to be esme's sister at the time so like she knew that edward
1: pretended to be esme's that's what brother. i brother mean.
0: whatever um <laughs> we- <laughs> A
1: different story
0: <laughs> but she knew them, like, the colons in passing and thought they were weird because they were too pretty. And then, but he just, like, takes her and starts biting oh, her. Oh, Edward,
1: oh, Carlisle is a freaking mad scientist. He's hovering over her bleeding body being like, eh, what a waste it would be to let her <laughs> die. Ooh, what a waste indeed, Edward. And Edward's like, should we be doing this, dude? <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, no, we must revive her.
0: He, yeah, he's like, wouldn't it be sad? But he keeps saying waste.
1: Yeah, waste. which I don't
0: get. Even
1: Does, it's like, it's like, oh, she's so pretty. She'll be so. She'll be such a good vampire. Is that what he means? Yeah.
2: But it's Edward, I too like. I, I feel like there's something that they're saying here that, um, like, there's, there's something more to Rosalie than just being beautiful, which I guess we get, like, peeks at during this book. Like, obviously, they have this conversation, and it turns out that she's really good at cars, and I love that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and she says she's, like, a really good compliment partner for Emmett. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. We don't know what it is. We're just told she's a good partner. If only yeah. we saw what it was, <laughs> instead of always being told she's hot. What, what, that's the real waste.
2: When Carlisle is like, but I, I feel like it's such a waste, all we know to think is like, well, I guess it's just a waste for a hot person to
1: die. (laughs) (laughs) Every hot person deserves to live forever. Yeah, you
2: have to, like, wonder if that's really what he means.
1: We are left with no other evidence. Because
0: Edward is like, it seems like he means to say, like, what a shame.
1: To that like we live such a
0: sad, horrible thing, live through it just to then die, than when we could yeah. save her. Because the way Edward like reacts to him saying is like, yes. And Rosalie is like, and by now I know that he could read my mind, so he probably knew exactly what had happened, and he mm. agreed. So maybe there's like a there's like a good Samaritan-y thing that we're supposed to buy into with Carlisle.
1: But it's weird. Especially because she's begging for death. The whole time yeah. she's saying, Please just let me die. And he's like, But that's once oh, no.
0: it's tricky because that's once he bites her. So like he knows it's gonna be extra painful yeah. for a period.
1: Um, it's grotesque. It's it's gruesome, this chapter.
0: <laughs> um, what I want to talk about, which I think is the most not to bag on Steph, but the most damning thing she does in this chapter, if you can possibly rate them, is that she then makes the argument that no woman can be complete without having children. Like, to be infertile yeah. is to lose what it means to be a woman.
1: Yeah, you're not a full, complete person until you've achieved the, um. I have a, a, a curly-haired, soft boy husband and yeah. three children.
0: Yeah, she says um, to Bella... Like I've made do. Esme's made done, done, like has made do with us as surrogates. Alice doesn't remember, but I do. She doesn't list any of the men who might want to have children. Yeah, she thought, doesn't like, list Carlyle, who also has desperately five- wants
1: kids. That he f- makes them. He crafts them out of clay. Um, but
2: it's also, like, and it's also, like, it is, oh, it is definitely okay, like, Rosalie remembers being Bella's age. I think she says that, like, she was around Bella's age when she, like, starts to um talk, like, when she starts to think about this. um Like, think about, like, her future and having children and that sort of thing. Um, so it makes sense that she would be like, I really wanted kids and that's something I lost. But, like, Bella in... None of these books we've gotten. We've not gotten the sense that Bella is interested in having kids at all. So it's really interesting that Rosalie's like, you'll lose out on this thing. And Bella's kind of like, I never wanted. Yeah, I'm
1: imagining Bella listening to the story and and Rosalie being like, don't you wish you had a normal life and all this stuff? And Bella constantly saying like, I do not want a normal life. I want to be hot and a vampire forever. I've made this choice. Sorry, it's different than you. If you're
0: jumping back in with us, we are talking about. Rosalie saying that you can't be a woman unless you have babies
1: <laughs> and we're and we're saying uh yikes Rosalie but also don't forget <laughs> but it's she's, an ongoing thing
0: yeah but she, it's an ongoing thing in this book that you can't be a woman unless you're ready to procreate yeah. it's an ongoing thing with imprinting is supposed to be like you imprint with the one you're most likely to mate with and sometimes that's a kid oh. and <laughs> My bones, my bones. It's gonna happen with body. Bella getting a baby,
1: and it's weird. Um, but don't forget, canonically, Rosalie rips off the hinges for a bank vault. Oh yeah, like so, a bank vault. Like a bank vault. Is she super strong too? But we haven't seen it before because well, she's, she's vampire. She's a vampire, so I guess yeah, she can rip. A lot
2: vampires are just super strong. Yeah, inherently.
1: It's a lesson how in these trying times we simply must rip the vault walls, the bank vaults, rip them to shreds. Mm. Put, put those put those heirs to bank fortunes to task. and don't count bodyguards as people. If it, you kill them, she pulled a big. Um, I've never. She's like I've never drank human blood, and then um, she takes a beat, and then she's like, "Well, I have murdered," <laughs> which is like saying uh, I'm. Been a vegan my whole life, except a chicken. Thanksgiving, Christmas, chicken. <laughs> Rosalie and Bella still have a little spark, and they're kind of, they're cooling off. Yeah. They're, or warming up. I'm not really sure what direction we're going in. I love it, though. Any, any change in heat is good for them.
0: There's like a lot of bisexuality. They compliment each other about being so hot. Yeah. Rosalie is like baffled that Edward doesn't pick any of the hot women around him. She notices how hot they are. And Emmett is her perfect partner because he's willing to look the other way while she, you know, dates women.
1: (laughs) Also, this chapter is um, strike one against characters in this book who want to have sex with their brother.
0: Yes! We're going to get back to that. Let's take a break. Okay, (laughs) get ready. Chris said it before the break, but this chunk of chapters. The theme of this chapter I would call brotherfucker. Brother. Fucker.
1: brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if you've seen our favorite film A Simple Favor in which Blake Lively says brotherfucker a lot
1: in a very funny fashion.
0: It's very funny and like it's a great movie. I was just <laughs> I just got distracted thinking about Blake Lively uh ripping
1: a dickie off. A dickie off in a very hot way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but what happens is Rosalie wants to fuck Edward, but complicatedly, like he, she didn't really want to fuck him, but she was mad he didn't want to fuck her.
1: Yeah, she was like, Which, I,
2: no, I was just gonna say, I, I feel like I empathize with that a little bit. It's like uh, when you feel like you're walking, not not wanting to fuck your brother, like <laughs> put some hard lines down. Okay, okay, okay. Right in the record. But I do feel like there is a thing where you're like. I feel like I look very pretty and every man, like, if you're, like, walking into a party and you've, like, done your hair and you're, like, looking very good, which I'm assuming for Rosalie is, like, every day because when you're a vampire, you're just hot all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, There is something where, like, if men or, I think, no, I think especially men, but maybe anyone that you are sexually attracted to shuts you down in that way you're just like well i didn't even want to have sex with you but now I'm offended that you don't want to have sex with me like it's it's i think that there is some i i empathized with that i guess i
0: think that the feeling is fine but the i love him like a brother i just wish he wanted to fuck me is where it turns yeah. the corner yeah. if she just yeah. said oh fairly you know fairly. what
1: he turned me down and it was just an ego thing I actually don't really want to have sex with them but and then it's normal
0: like, for her to be like and now we're closer and it's like better that way yeah she can mm-hmm. say that she can even say she loves him like a brother you just can't say both can't at say both. once
1: you can't say I wish he did sleep with me but also I've always thought of him as my brother <laughs>
2: But it's okay. But I will say, like, and I hate to keep pushing back on this point because <laughs> I, I am the first to say that I think Stephanie Meyer wants to fuck her brother. Like, <laughs> I think it's, that is so prevalent in these chapters. But I do think, like, the phrase "I love you like a brother" is such, like, it's like a rom com phrase that you use to like desexualize another person to like put them down. In a way that I feel like you can say like, oh my God, I love you like a brother and still turn around and have sex with someone. You know what I mean? But can you do it
1: if you also live with them as a brother for a hundred years? And can you do it in in 2020, the year of uh, every porn is, oops, you're my (laughs) step-niece's (laughs) handmaidens. You simply can't tell any boy. For the record, I, think I do like think you can
0: fuck your step niece's handmaiden. <laughs> well, I think that's probably okay.
1: It's complicated, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that step maiden <laughs> might be your sister's teacher's friend's daughter.
0: Also okay. No, but that's sister's your, teacher's friend's daughter and your, your step niece's.
1: The sister's teacher's friend is my wife. So it's your daughter? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think you should fuck your daughter. Let okay, me make it okay. clear.
1: Okay, I'll see myself out by throwing myself into a well.
2: <laughs> that is... I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm back. Sorry, I just saw a man you. drown in Did I in step the well? on you pretending to drown in a well? <laughs> no, oh, that, no that, wasn't that wasn't Chris. Pretend. That was a man drowning in the well. We're not
0: going to call okay. for help because we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Um, Afterwards, we'll call
2: for n- help. Yes, I would say, like, as an isolated incident, saying, like, Oh my god I love him like a brother but also we've made out before is is I think like accessible in the modern <laughs> times I do feel like I do <laughs> I just want to say Amy I you're on the record like- here <laughs> as you pu- as the longer you push
0: back against this I don't want to fuck my brother thing you are on mic
2: I know. I know. But I do, I mean, okay, maybe I'm just being naive and maybe we'll get a lot of pushback on this and people will be like, that guest seems like she wants to fuck her brother. And that's not true. (laughs) I really hope my brother doesn't listen to this. But, um, I will say like, I do feel like that in and of itself, I do feel like women in general will, will like, quote unquote, like friend zone people by saying like, I, oh, he's like a brother to me when they don't super feel that way. I feel like He's like a brother to me is like pushing people into that space when you like. Do you think Selena
0: Gomez's character in Wizards of Waverly Place wanted to fuck her brother?
2: <sighs> um, Man, this is tough. And the you know what? Several papers have been written about this. Oh, yeah. um, all <laughs> critically reviewed. Um I would say no. Oh. Um oh. I would say no. I I never sensed that in the re, in the many rewatches I did when getting my doctorate, but I do feel like they are in, they both are hot. they both are hot and that becomes complicated.
1: I think they're hot and um, the tension you feel some people interpret as sexual tension, but it's mostly um sibling um, rivalry. Sibling rivalry for who's going to become the wizard at the end. Exactly. So that sort of adversarial relationship. In Hollywood, we're told you're only in love if you fight each other. Something that happens in this book, too. Well, (laughs) you're only in love if you hate the other person.
0: Our favorite lovers who fight National Treasure.
1: Oh, that's true. Mm. Watch National Treasure streaming now on Disney (laughs) Plus.
0: Okay. The second time Stephanie wants to fuck her brother.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, can I just say really fast that I feel like I keep accidentally pigeonholing myself into the corner of, it's okay to say that you would want to <laughs> fuck your brother. But what I, what I meant to say is that I, I do- I feel like I, you're doing I it have, again. <laughs> I have gone on record before saying that it is, I've said this from the first Twilight book, it is ridiculous. Like, the way that you were introduced to the Collins is like, They're all siblings, but also they're hooking up. And that's, like, skated past so fast when Jessica's, like, and those are the Cullens at their lunch table. In such a way that it's, like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy that we don't spend more time. Like, it's crazy that, like, a person, like, a social worker somewhere (laughs) isn't, like, what is happening in this house? They should not be doing this. Yeah. So let me just—I need to go on record saying that so that people aren't just like, "Oh, this girl is wrong." Why (laughs) is no teacher in
0: Forks like these uh, teens are all dating uh, and living together as siblings, and
1: their parents are three years older than them? And also, all (laughs) of them skip school multiple days a month to go hunting. They're not getting hiking, hiking. Chris. They're not getting a good education. They do that again these chapters, but they go
0: to the Ivy Leagues. Because yeah. they b- buy Princeton libraries. Anyway, the second time Stephanie wants to fuck her brother, yes. Chris. Tell us about um, it.
1: Um, so this one happens with oh, Quill. Qu- uh, uh, with, Quill with Quill is one of the new werewolves, and he imprints on someone. He's
0: one of Jacob's friends. The yeah. newest werewolf. Um, was the he was Jacob's friend who like most recently became a werewolf.
1: Yeah, as I said, the newest werewolf.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we've talked. I'm just saying on the pod we've talked about Quill a lot.
1: I honestly, they all slipped my mind.
0: Quill is the one who rides with Bella and is sad because all of his friends have left to go join the pack. Yeah, he's the one that enters the yeah. first time. Quill and Embry are Jacob's like two friends.
1: Um, So he's new and he imprints on someone. Claire. Claire, who's Emily's niece. Emily's niece. Mm-hmm. Someone's niece. Um, And Bella's like, oh, that's weird. I guess more people imprint than he thought. And Jacob goes, yeah, it gets weirder. Claire is uh, two years old.
0: <laughs> Let's pause here.
1: Two very baby. That's a baby that can barely—it's ju- walking around and it looks like it should be eighty feet tall by how imbalanced it is.
0: This is a baby that ever think about that can't we learn songs that just learn how to walk.
1: <laughs> it, oh yeah, it doesn't. It, it can barely fit shapes through pegs and and, and you know in holes.
0: But and now also- it's responsible for holding Quill's body to Earth like gravity. That's too much to put on a baby.
2: Come
1: on, and
2: also. 2-year-olds notoriously horrible. Terrible They're too. Selfish and horrible. <laughs> like not to be like, oh my god. So that
1: baby will Christ. fit right not in this Not to be like there are certain it.
2: babies that you could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuckable. Amy and so put it on the record. Amy said in uh, let me quote
0: Amy she no, said some two-year-olds should be fucked and others shouldn't. Some
1: two-year-olds are really mature for their age.
2: <laughs> no, let me, I did say a wrong thing, but let me clarify. I said some <laughs> babies are fuckable <laughs> and, some, and some are not. And two-year-olds are not because they're all horrible monsters.
1: What she's saying, the only babies that are fuckable are adults who are like,
2: oh, I'm just, I'm just
1: baby. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Mm. Anyway, and again, Jacob, I would I would appreciate if you guys cut everything I say oh, out it's, of the pod. You're <laughs> not going to have We're not,
1: we're I'm muting your audio track from the beginning. Every time <laughs> okay, hear us talking It's to I think ghost. better
2: if people just assume or like uh, or like push what I might say. You know what I mean like if they yeah, just just a, just cheese, I'll do an, an accent. Say. Hi, I'm Amy. That's it. <laughs> I'm so
0: pretty and smart and some babies are fuckable and some are no. too. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't
2: make me say
0: that.
1: <laughs> um. So this, baby, even though I
0: did say that with my human, voice, <laughs> you did. Um. But Jacob is like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. He has to be very patient until he fucks her. <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that's good. He's like, no. He's gonna be patient right now. He's just like the best, best big brother
1: anyone's ever had. And then they're gonna get older. Well, Jacob won't she'll get older and then realize my big brother who I love so much, I want to marry him and have his babies.
0: I want to say was for someone as a who has a big brother, um the one of the big things that makes my brother one of the best big brothers is specifically that he doesn't want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the prereqs. It's like a prereq for being a good brother. Yeah. Bad brothers? might want to fuck
2: you. Yeah. Good brothers never want to fuck, fuck you. Never want to do And, it. and No I'll matter honestly, how so much old. Of life is complicated, but that is a huge litmus test for brothers. <laughs> if they're a good brother, they don't want to fuck you. If they're a bad brother, they do. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> if
0: they're a good brother, no matter how old you get, they still don't want
2: to fuck you. Yeah. No huge. time will no.
1: change it. It's, yeah. Um, it's um, forever.
2: How, how comfortable are you guys with like, Spoilers for future books on the podcast. Do whatever. Totally comfortable. Okay, I'm as Um, comfortable with that as I I
0: am talking about how fuckable babies are.
2: (laughs) Um, I I will Mm -hmm. say I think that Stephanie Meyer (laughs) is doing a lot of work here, where Jacob is like Jacob, sort of like as our expert in the text on whether or not this is okay, is like. But actually, it's okay for this to happen. I think Stephanie Meyer is doing a lot of work here, letting us know that if, if per se, a lovable character in the future was to imprint on a newborn, that would be okay and not a horrific thing that happened. There's yeah. more
0: work happening for Renesmee here, which is that there's a lot of, no, Bella, I'll never imprint on anyone. Yeah. It's just you, Bella.
1: And turns out it yeah. was just her. Her egg. Half of her and half of his enemy. Hot. Um, and There's something to be said of... I was reading it. I was like, oh, maybe imprinting can be... It doesn't have to be romantic. Maybe it's just like, oh, you're like my partner in life and we're going to be like really close friends and like you can be... Like that would inter- be mentee. nice. It would be nice. But then he ends it with like, oh, they're going to grow up together and they're going to be relying on each other and they're going to like trust each other and then they're going to get married. And it's like, why could we just not... Everyone also, in this book is constantly trying to get married and have kids, even if they're It magic. is
0: insane to say, it's not creepy, he'll just be patient.
1: That's, the patience
0: is what makes it creepy. He's like, yeah. he's a
1: high school swim coach being like, it's not creepy, I just have to wait for them to grudge him away to high school, and then I can hit him up in the Also, DMs.
0: Are we supposed to believe that if this girl is 16 and says, I'm ready to fuck now, this 17-year-old who is in age, quote-unquote, isn't aging, but is now 30.
1: But he has the body of a 24-year-old. Is going to be aye. like,
0: no, no, we're <laughs> still in the phase where we're friends.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah.
2: And it's also just like, I'm just, I hate, I hate to even ask this question, but like, at right. what point, like, at what age? This is almost like speaking to maybe a consent question because like, there is none. definitely does age not account for like, it. oh, suddenly he does find her attractive? Because surely it's a younger age than we all want it to be, right? <laughs> and Quill is not
0: legal. No.
2: So th- there's no question
0: of like, oh, we're waiting till she's 18. There's no right. threshold. He's so not, as soon as she wants to have sex with him, he's going over.
2: to. Right.
1: Yeah, this is our most controversial episode of the podcast and of all of Twilight. These chapters its impos- are insane. These
0: takes must not be hot. They're lukewarm To no. the coldest. This if, you, you
1: been- if you read Twilight, you're probably like, yeah, guys, we talked about this in 2007.
0: But it's impossible not to rehash. It's impossible for us know. to look at these words and really-
1: say, sounds good. Actually, in a way, I think in 2007, they weren't having this conversation. I'll say, as American, as American, <laughs> hey- Hey, as Americans in 2007, were we even thinking about this? Hopefully. I i
2: will say that you guys might talk about these takes not being hot. I would be surprised, not to bring it back to my takes, I would be surprised if other people had strong takes about which babies <laughs> at which ages were okay, and were yes. not So true, suckable, so true. Which is a take that I made during this podcast. If Chris has already cut it out, please also cut this part out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Um
0: why this brings me to the biggest question of all
1: yeah is, is, if
0: we can imprint on babies why
2: aren't there more gay imprints and this is clapping. a huge question I had sorry I just did so much clapping so above in head. one theory is that I read a bit? And oh, people she are did like,
1: research.
0: People are like, she has well, a
1: PhD in uh, Twilight like <laughs> anthropology.
0: You imprint on the person you're most likely to mate successfully with.
1: They're magic. You can have magic. First of all, that's fucked. Yeah,
0: women aren't just baby makers. Mm-hmm. M- many women cannot have babies.
1: Many women don't want babies.
0: It's not cool to be like, well, these are men that just straight up can't fall in love with those women. And that's what this book does. It's what this book is going to continue doing with Leah. We haven't really gotten into it yet, but we just know that. And so that is the theory why they wouldn't have gay imprints is because, well, you can't successfully mate as easily. Yeah. But Jacob can't have a baby with Renesmee, probably.
1: If they do have a baby, that thing's gonna be grotesque and die exactly. the moment it breathes in fresh air. So it's gonna gasp, twitch, and die like a bug. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a bug. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs>
0: fly right
1: out. With eyes on its feet. <laughs>
0: anyway, Ugh. they're gonna have bug baby, which means it's not mating. It's generally expect- accepted as like, oh, it's whoever will make them stronger. What? Uh, gays, famously, some of them are strong. Mm. Some of them are This is what I
2: love about the gays. Some
0: of them famously, are strong. Some of them are strong. And, you know, honestly, maybe Jacob just needs a nice boyfriend to calm him down and wrestle with him.
1: He really does. Remember, the last chapters, he does need a wrestle buddy. The last chapters we learned... um, One of the, Sam, was he the first werewolf? Yes. He was like, I was a teen, then suddenly my body changed, and I had different thoughts, and I was the only one in town who felt this way, and it took me going to the old gay lodge to talk to the old gays to figure out my body.
0: I was so in love with my girlfriend, but now it was so much harder to be with her, and we tried to work it out, but then I realized what was different.
1: So that's the constant push-pull of these books, is. So... Row, so, so straight and so, and we like... we go
0: all the way around.
1: Deterministic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes all the way around, baby. The old reach around. Thanks, Stephanie.
0: The reach around of these <laughs> chapters is that we end with just, like, six pages of very fast plot.
1: Yeah. And suddenly we're like, oh, by the way, also, there's a bad guy. Ah!
0: So after, like, a, a hundred pages of brother fucking, we get to <laughs> six pages of... Someone stole Bella's clothes. It's a vampire. A vampire stole Bella's clothes. We got to help Bella. And now we're working with the wolves better.
1: Yeah, there's a whole chapter with not a lot. Is everyone just kind of like talking in circles of like, do you know who the vampire is? I don't know. Do you? No, I don't. Mm. Do you? No. I guess we'll have to get the vampires help. The the werewolves help.
0: I don't know why um, they all forget what we know, which is that there are a bunch of bad vampires in Seattle. I don't know why they're not like, oh, it's probably the bad guys in Seattle. Yeah, I was like,
1: I I guess because I know the story, but also like Stephanie, can't, also, we can't like learn that there's there's like a bunch of murders happening in Seattle. The vampires probably know what it is, but we haven't heard anything about it until, I guess now, hundreds of pages later.
0: Also, I don't know why we're not immediately like, okay, the bigger problem is that they stole Bella's clothes, which means they're for some reason, want a bunch of her smell. We're like train. Mm-hmm. We're tracking Bella, and like, like we're gonna find out. Training newborns to track her, but like, why wouldn't she be like? Oh, why would they need so many clothes to track her? Something bad is happening. But there's, it's just like maybe there's one guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> On the flip side of why is this happening so fast? I'm also in a way, I'm thankful to have some more action,
2: oh yeah. more plot mm-hmm.
1: happening. Things are yeah, and and my some of my favorite scenes in these books is when all the Collins are together, like, making a plan. Yeah. Uh, Bella says that Edward was on the phone with Emmett talking about, like, what happened, but they were talking so fast she couldn't understand. Yeah. They were talking vampire speed. Like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emmett and Jasper are coming over. And then she's like, I guess we're going.
0: <laughs> um. The other thing I was going to say about vamps... Oh, is that I'm also glad we're mostly past the... Can Bella go to the reservation and have a friend? Can she not? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we kind of settled on. Mm.
1: It's fine. So
2: let's That's take like a break. Such a frustrating seven full chapters of
1: this <laughs> book. Where, yeah. where
2: they're like, and that you guys have like addressed it on previous chapters too, like previous episodes of this podcast too, but it's so much just like Bella being like buffeted back and forth between like the gale force winds of like two <laughs> like toxically masculine forces. Uh, Where she's just like, can I go see my friend? No. And then she goes to see your friend and he's like, I hate your boyfriend. And she's like, oh, I hate that. I'm like,
0: oh. I think just we so see a funny, a funny I- image of Jacob and Edward getting along in the very end of this. <laughs> which is like, you see how their personalities kind of would click if there wasn't this girl in the way. <laughs> which is what's going to happen. They're going to have to live together for eternity. As mm. um. Brothers slash father son. Uh, so yeah. there's a fun amount of speaking of wanting to fuck your sister. Jacob wants to fuck his mom and. Sister friend is mister. Yeah.
2: And that's cool in this universe, I suppose, <laughs> because the lines between mothers and brothers and siblings and lovers is all confused.
1: There's no and rules except you have to be straight.
2: we'll be back you absolutely must be straight and that's it the only rule
0: Chris
1: yes Maggie Chris Uh uh-huh
0: Amy yes Chris no I'm done Amy Mm mm-hmm Amy I Amy yeah I Amy (laughs) okay I cannot stop Chris Yeah, what is it? Chris, I cannot stop thinking about when. When Bella gets back to the house (laughs) and hasn't done laundry and has to do her and Charlie's laundry.
1: I missed this.
0: Charlie doesn't do his own laundry.
1: Oh, Charlie. Another notch in the belt.
0: She strips his bed for him and goes down to do laundry.
1: You know, he's a working man. He's, He's so tired.
0: He's just on the couch.
1: Good point. He, when he's not working, he's either fishing or watching the game. The game! The game. That's right. It's
2: also very funny when um, when she like comes back and she like realizes some of her clothes are gone because a vampire took them. And she's like, did you start a load of laundry? And he very guiltily is like, did you want me to? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh no, of course not. But did you want me to? I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> but she also is like, oh, I thought I had... A pair of socks on the floor. My laundry bin is full, but not overflowing. Maybe some of my clothes are gone? Also, they take her whole
2: pillow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing. Are they going to shred it up and pass it around, you know, a vampire club? You get the Mm, corners.
2: Yeah, Every vampire hunting her gets a loose fistful of downy feathers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like a Victorian lady with her... With a pouch of potpourri while she walks through the town.
2: <laughs>
1: Next, uh, who, do you want to share yours, Amy, or want me to?
2: I'd love to. Um, okay. I'm fine to go either way. Chris, do you want to first? Oh, sh- okay. Let's goes- cut this gentlemanly. Oh, doing. Chris, mine is also from chapter nine, so maybe Amy you
1: goes go first. Either way, Maggie, tiebreaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I say that Chris goes.
1: Wow, she does love me more.
0: No, oh well, that's what that means. It was pity.
1: I Um. So my cat's thinking about is um
0: pity would be a great name for a small pig. Pity the
1: pig. Pity the pig. Go ahead. Um, I pity this pig, also known as Edward. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So Edward, we learn when the Collins were in Alaska, really caught the eye of another vampire. Her name is Tanya.
0: <laughs> this was so funny. She's the Carlisle of Alaska. It's like her coven.
1: So we learn about this through Rosalie. And then Bella's like, so Edward, um, how many girlfriends did you have before me, basically? And then Edward's like, shut up. It doesn't matter. And Bella's like, no, just tell me about her. Come on. Come on. Tell me. She was like really jealous, which is insane because Edward wanted to kill himself over you, like you're perfect for him, Bella. You're Come fine,
0: on. Bella. Anyway. Bella, no one can hold a candle to you, Bella.
1: <laughs> but Bella's like, just like <laughs>
0: Because if they tried, Edward would break their
1: arm. And also right. Edward would explode in flames. Candles. <laughs> um Bella's like, just tell me what she looks like. Edwards. It's not tell just me. a
0: can of gasoline.
1: Yeah, he's full of fire.
0: Explode into flames. I want
1: him to explode into flames.
0: Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So Edward's like, "Um, okay, I'll describe her. Uh, She has dark hair. I don't know. She looks like all of us. White skin, amber eyes.
0: Pause. Wait, what? Yeah. Edward is basically like, yeah, you know, all vampires, white guys.
1: All vampires, according to Edward, are white? Question mark? And vampires are created. So all the vampires are white people who decided only white people deserve to be vampires? (laughs) <laughs>
0: this is why Catherine Hardwick famously was like, I think we should hire people that aren't just white people. And Stephanie was like, no, no, vampires, no. Are, white. vampires
1: are white. As if you can't, like, have, like, skin that looks like it doesn't have blood under it and mm. also have dark skin. Also, like, just interesting, people who aren't in white, the movie, look dead of the when vampires are dead. black, right?
0: And they can, yes, in the movie, um, Laurent. Mm. Uh, but they also, like, People that aren't white can be pale. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. like, have power.
1: Yeah. And you can look like you just don't. Yeah. As a, yeah. It's insane. Also. She has one idea of what a vampire looks like. And maybe
0: is. he meant he look, she looks like all of us. Like, emphasis all on the the, us. Like, the Cullens, we, the colons. But you. But <laughs> there was no emphasis on us.
1: No. He said
0: all yeah. of us. White skin.
1: He said all of us, meaning all vampires. I agree. And it, it was odd. Fucked.
2: Um, although, to, to Chris's moment that he can't stop thinking about, I thought it was so crazy that both Edward and Bella are just like, yeah, I've never had a crush on anyone that wasn't you. And I feel like if I was in that situation, I would be like, oh, this is really embarrassing because I have a crush like every 35 minutes. I <laughs> get a new crush on someone. And I. I would Just, be like that's a lot of pressure. And we've been like, for over a hundred years and has never had another crush. Yeah, that to Which
1: me is says that you're not ready to date. Anymore. I would be like, if you oh, can't comfortably yeah. mention that, like you've had crushes, you are not ready to no. get married.
2: I would be like, Simply oh,
1: not.
0: is there something wrong with me? Like, am I giving off a scent? <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, um, maybe you should date around, dude. Yeah. Like. That's a lot of pressure for me because I really love Evan, Rachel Wood, and Rosalie. That's Bella.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bella's gonna be like, "Hey, I think like we're gonna be married for like another hundred years." That suddenly you're gonna be like, "Wait a minute, I never really explored the the world of ladies." Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. In my I mean, version of
0: these books, they would um get married still, but like have an agreement. Open it up. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not if you're going
2: to live for 100 million exactly. years?
1: Exactly, Amy, what's... And the- you
2: have, like... Especially if you're, like, soulmates who understand each other, like, intrinsically. You totally. can, like, sleep around a little bit and still, totally. like, have that relationship, you know?
1: Not in this universe.
2: Amy, you're up. I am... Oh, yes. Hello. Okay. My moment that I cannot stop thinking about is in Chapter 9 when Bella comes back from her long-forced sleepover with Alice... Um, and this is after she and Jacob have had their big fight, where he says to her, "I would rather you be dead than be a vampire." Um, Charlie says to Bella, "Like Jacob called several times. He left these messages." Like he says it just like
0: um, this. He's just showing, Jacob called several times. He left all these
2: messages. Yeah, and all like every I do feel like you guys have mentioned this before on the podcast, but like Charlie is so actively pro Jacob. Team um, Jacob. And he's just like, you know, every time, and it's like hard, and it's so hard for Bella to be like, no, Jacob is like being a dick, because then she would have to be like, Jacob is a werewolf. Um, <laughs> he's like not being a being a dick. She can say to Carlisle. Um, but it is very funny because uh so, so the moment I can't stop thinking about is Carlisle for like the 13th time in 90 pages is like Maybe you should give Jacob the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you should give Jacob a call. Jacob loves you. Maybe you and Bella says to him, "Are you doing? Are you paid to do PR for Jacob, or is it on a volunteer basis?" And I love that so much because I, as a Bella, is a stand-in for us as a reader. So true. And I, as a reader, right before that, was like, Charlie is really hitting this Jacob stuff hard, and I felt like it was one of the only times in this. In this book series, that Bella is saying what I'm thinking, which is (laughs) Charlie, you have to cool
1: it. We love a Bella Zing.
0: (laughs) We love a Bella Zing. Charlie is pretty funny in these because he is doing that the whole time. And also he when Jacob or when Edward and Bella were talking fast in the kitchen about the vampire, he was like, Oh, are you guys fighting? Don't let me interrupt.
2: (laughs) Keep fighting. I fucking hate you. Which is really funny because, like, obviously Edward knows that because he can read minds. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine being in a relationship where my dad would pop into the room and actively be like, "I fucking hate your boyfriend," <laughs> like out loud.
0: Um, I have one more, and it is that um when they're kissing, we read this at the beginning, so it's not a surprise. Um, Bella says, "My lips shaped themselves around his. What just
1: like."
0: <laughs> I can't I can't do it silently because this is an audio medium. Yeah. But it's like
1: oh because his lips are unmoving <laughs> statue. Mm. It's like kissing a statue at the Met.
0: I'm picturing it. I'm picturing yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. Imagine. Okay, it. okay. I can't picture any statues in the Met that wear wayfarers and, you know, jackets.
1: That's <laughs> who you want to kiss?
0: Well, that's Edward
1: you um i i don't think he ever has worn wayfarers yeah and a jacket
0: in that famous scene of twilight which he one he gets out and he puts on his wayfarers and he smiles his little toothy
1: grin oh in the and movie and it's like hot oh i i think um if you okay guys if you had to kiss one statue who would you pick oh david david Mm-hmm. I said it first. I was
2: also gonna say David. But okay, now instead, I'm, I'm gonna wondering pick... if it's the only statue I'm very familiar with <laughs> enough to say. I'm gonna pick the,
1: the one in the met of what's his face holding Medusa's head.
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick mm. I'm gonna pick the statue of um Venus giving birth to the fish uh at Showalter Fountain.
1: That's good.
2: And again, we would never say which school we go Not to school on this you want podcast.
1: to Just look up statue of Venus with two butts and you'll yeah. get this one. <laughs>
2: Does she have two butts?
1: How did you go to this school and not know that she has two butts?
2: This is like something that the tour guides say on every tour. They're like, yeah, she's got two butts. It's uh, I, I didn't go on a tour. To yeah, longer. she's got four
1: like ass cheeks. Okay.
0: I'm going to have to look this up. You can start Brett, to wrap up.
1: Um, <laughs> I was going to say the other, or I would kiss a bust of Abraham Lincoln. That man? Mm. Great president.
0: I feel like it would be nice to kiss a bu- kiss a bust. Um, but
2: maybe. I would kiss the Washington Monument. No lips. No, just my lips on the side of the brick where the brick changes color on the wall. Oh. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's partially made out of Indiana limestone,
0: so you could mm. kiss them at. And a again, I'm not
2: saying which school we went to, but
1: no. I'd kiss that. Part. Just say, just know that it's a school that uses Indiana limestone also liberally, liberally, and also it's in the Empire State Building.
0: And the Pentagon. Ooh, the
1: Pentagon. Look, our grubby little fingers are all over this this country. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: cut that out. You I'm, guys I'm didn't gonna cut super laugh
2: at the Washington Monument joke, but I feel like the listeners will. Oh, oh, okay. oh by
1: the <laughs> way, the listeners haven't heard my bad joke because they're still cracking up over your Washington Monument bit. They're catching their breath. <laughs> They had to pause. They had to do a lap around the building and going to yabba-dabba do that. So funny. They're slapping their oh, knees. The, the knees fans broke. are hooting
2: and hollering for these statue jokes that we're making. Uh, oh, man.
1: Well, Amy. Um, if
2: you think Amy should be locked
0: up for all the stuff she said about fucking her brother and baby. Fuck you, Maggie. Um, <laughs> this please DM I said us so much controversial on stuff that I baby go to jail for on this podcast. <laughs> our uh, our Instagram is at Edward is a vampire pod.
1: Um, you can send us long form cease and assist letters um about <laughs> <Again>. this. <laughs>
0: Subject line Amy should be in jail or I you, wish I was dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for our most controversial ep yet to report us to some sort of league of angry moms. I'm actively moms an- an- right now. They be angry. <laughs> they be angry uh, at Editors of Vampire at gmail.com. Um leave us an iTunes review, leave us a five star review and say I love how much they talk about gross stuff. <laughs>
0: Please leave us a five-star review uh, that says Amy sucks.
2: Amy should be in jail. Uh, oh, please don't do that. We'll <laughs> this is do. my first time being on a podcast, and it was not what I had hoped.
1: <laughs> it went great, and then um, we started roasting you. Amy, process. do you
2: want to plug anything? Um, Yeah, I do. So I I am actively not doing comedy right now because every form of comedy is closed. But um, Oh, thanks for coming on our podcast. Right, except for this podcast, which is so going are very you, well for me. I have are not you admitting, for anything I wouldn't advocate for in real life, such so as fucking toddlers or fucking I was going to
0: say, are you admitting that nothing you've said
2: on this p- podcast should be interpreted as a joke? Um, I actually want to be very clear and earnest <laughs> here at the end of this podcast before I plug my charity um, that I would like everything I've interpreted here... <laughs> That you might consider to be controversial. I would like that to be interpreted as a joke. But in terms of plugs, I would like to plug if you are in or around the Chicago area or if you're not in Chicago and you just love Chicago people. um, There's a wonderful charity called Sarah Circle that takes care of um, uh, women who are experiencing homelessness and also non-binary people who are experiencing homelessness. They do a whole lot for people. Um, They have a daytime care center that takes care of a lot of like uh, legal issues, medical issues. They provide meals. They do art therapy, which I think is wonderful. They also have a lot of interim housing. So if you have money to spare, um, I know that they are kind of uh, looking for donations. So you can find them uh, if you just Google Sarah's Circle, um, or if you have the if you have the um, know how to find me online, uh, you can, and I'll, I'll I'll point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, they're doing a lot of good work. So that's what I'd love to play. So that's
0: Sarah S, as in Sarah A, as in Era. R as in Ra, (laughs) A as in Ah, H as in
2: uh, and then circle like the shape. Yes. Um, Sarah as in the the biblical woman's name, Sarah, and then circle as in the fundamental shape, the circle. uh, Those...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can scan (laughs) um, this QR code right here to go right to the website. (laughs) Hold up your phone to the podcast. (laughs) Um, I'll read it out for you
0: we'll post we'll post some info uh we've been doing you know little
2: hypothetical paywalls so this week can be sarah, sarah circle. circle oh that makes me tear up thank you guys so much i really appreciate that
1: thank you for coming on and um being on our uh the podcast that shuts us down the podcast, thank you but podcast <laughs> excuse thank me you. i'm happy to <laughs> be the reason that i will never work in comedy again <laughs> mad because I roasted him. I was about to do a good roast to Amy saying when'd you start
2: <laughs> you're about to do
0: a good roast of what you said okay here's what happened Chris said thank you for coming on the, the podcast and then I did that <laughs> while you were saying thank you since I'll be having to stop comedy after this and Chris was going to
2: say when did you start <laughs> Oh, very good very good
1: Chris
2: Chris, <laughs> stop, Chris. <laughs> really it really brings
0: life the
1: I've faded. This is fading.
2: I do feel like, like Sarah's circle is going to send me a season <laughs> <I don't. laughs> Please stop advocating. as the want to
1: No, I was saying it's kind of like a, one of those marble rolling pins. I do not want to buy an enamel dildo.
0: They sell them all the freaking time.
1: They? Like crystal all? You know,
0: Sex people. <laughs> sex people? Yeah. Who? Sex people.
2: <laughs> do you know who this is, Amy? The only person that I can think of who would possibly sell like a rock dildo is like Gwyneth Paltrow, and that's it. He <laughs> <laughs> seems like a goop item, end of list.